so if you have your bibles or electronic bibles lift it up and you say this after me lord jesus influence me this morning ah holy spirit i pray that you will speak to us you'll reveal your heart to us and uh, it will be such a waste just to me talking and they hearing and uh, but if you speak lord it's going to create an amazing amazing impact i'm not here to impress them or to inspire them but i'm here to see the holy spirit impact them so holy spirit speak to us in jesus name amen all right so i had a very catchy title this morning and i felt the lord was kind of challenging me to change the title into something very simple turn your bible if you have uh, john chapter 11 and uh, it is a story of lazarus so the catchy title i had was uh, jesus messing up with the funerals and it's kind of looks nice and then i felt in my heart like ah you know uh, that's not the key message i want to talk about and then it goes like this unwrap him and let him go it's one of the scriptures actually from john chapter 11 verse 44 unwrap him and let him loose i have here a passion translation recently we got hooked up with the translation and we felt in our heart uh, uh, this translation really brings uh, a new perspective so uh, we all know the story of lazarus uh, there's not one christian doesn't know the story of lazarus everyone knows the story of lazarus what happened to lazarus lazarus was loved by jesus jesus loved this family very well and uh, he, he actually raised him from the dead and they even have an archaeological site where lazarus tomb was buried and you know all these things we know that and we we know the scriptures how it is and how jesus cried out and said lazarus come out even the skits make all those dramas in the church and all those things are really beautiful but i felt in my heart i want to focus on something very simple statement jesus said unwrap him and let him loose or unwrap him and let him go and i felt in my in my heart this morning god wants to talk about church because the church if you are writing down take notes the church is not a place that you go to church is not an event you attend church is a spiritual family you belong to amen church is not a place or church is not a building church is not an event you attend i grew up in a pentecostal background where i thought sunday is the holy day the rest of the days are not matter doesn't matter and i felt in my heart that church means i need to perform so i make that statement i want to say this again church is not a building church is not a place that you go to or an event that you attend it is a spiritual family you belong and this is one of the reasons why god put in my heart this morning to highlight this the whole point about jesus raising lazarus from the dead this scripture tells us much more than just jesus raising him from the dead of course the power of god raised him from the dead we know that but there is something he says to the rest of the people unwrap him untie him let him loose let him go and i think we live in a culture where we think because of the virtual world view we have everything comes online everything so near to us the world is in our fingertips and last night we were practicing and my brother said to me we wanted to go and eat something but we were tired and and uh, 
He said, do you know the app called Swiggy? I have no clue about Swiggy. You know? And so we downloaded it and it's faster. I'm not promoting it on, uh, you know. Uh, it's amazing. Some of the restaurants, like we bought a masala dosa. The masala dosa in Alankar, it's 94 rupees. But Swiggy sells for 54 Okay, that's a good news for some people right here. Huh? Anyway, but the, the fun part is you have to find a parking, you have to go there, the waiter, the tips and everything adds up a lot. The time you order it and it's it perfectly. I mean, the, and then we just came to realize, so world is our finger trips. That's make us even more independent. God never made us independent. God made us interdependence. That means I need you, you need me. Amen. Can you knuckle someone and say, you're part of the family. Amen. Alright. So, we're going to go through the story, but before that, I just want you to realize this as a backdrop. Turn with me to Acts chapter 10, verse 38. And this is something really shook my worldview. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. I'm going to read. It says, Jesus of Nazareth, was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with great power. It's not two different things. It's just an expression. Okay? With the Holy Spirit, just like what says, seek first the kingdom of God and this righteousness. It's not righteousness. It's apart from the kingdom. It's the same, but it just gives an extra effect just to give you a little bit of an understanding. So, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with great power. He did wonderful things for others and divinely healed all who were under the trinary of the devil for God has anointed him. There is a couple of times the word anoint comes. And the word anoint means God's ability and power in me to do things that I cannot do on my own. Amen. What is anointing means? God's ability and power in me to do things I cannot do on my own. One of the scariest thing for me, I'm going to say this openly, I've said this to people who are around me, they know, the scariest thing for me is to misrepresent Jesus to those who don't know him. That's the scariest thing. It, it creeps me out. It just makes me feel very weird, you know. The greatest opportunity for you and me as Christians is to represent him well to the world. Guess what happening right now? No condemnation. But we as a church, we represent our denominations well. We represent our dogmas well. We represent what we believe as our doctrines well. But we don't represent the one who is the author of life. And I want you to change. If, if you don't get anything out of this morning, just remember this. God, help me to represent your son well to those who don't know. And with this, we're going to start. I made a statement here. One of the greatest privilege for us as believers is to represent him well. When Jesus healed, the word says, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, he healed all who were under the tyranny of the devil. And what is the tyranny of the devil? There are four things. Quickly, I'm going to go through this. First one is sickness. Sickness is under the tyranny of devil. Okay, people say, God uses sickness. I'm a father. I have two kids. One is handsome like his daddy. Another one is beautiful like his mama. Like a mama. Okay? 
So, these two kids, I don't punish them, okay? But if Dr. Roshni's take a whip and whack them, it's okay for me. That's how we say, God doesn't punish us, but he gives us sickness to prune us. Where do we get our theology? It's a theology that doesn't come rooted in the Bible. It came from our religious package. The religious package says, you got to pay something in order God can appease. Okay, anyway, so this is the sickness. Second one is poverty. Poverty, people are under the tyrannical rule of poverty. What is poverty? Poverty is taking your privileges and using it for my selfish gain. That's the reason poverty comes. Poverty is not something because people are vagabond, they don't want to do, they are just a bum, they just don't want to work. No, maybe some there is an element of truth in that. But the real poverty in India, 850 million people live under $2 a day. It's because of one reason. Why? Because what belongs to them is under the hands of the most influential people. That's why some politicians don't want to leave their power even 50 years. They are the same MLAs and MPs for the same town. Why? Because power is controllable. And when you control power, you can control people. Hello? So, first one, sickness. Second one, poverty. Third one is idolatry. And we can, as Christians, we can say, oh, the idolatry is so bad. Idolatry in the spirit is adultery in the flesh. You understand? Idolatry in the spirit is adultery in the flesh. And now you can say, well, I am no adultery, brother. I am a Christian. Let me tell you, what is the fundamental root of adultery and the idolatry? I'm going to make this statement. It means exalting oneself above the creator. That's idolatry. That's adultery. That's exalting. I am more important. Remember the guy who messes up in pornography or adultery? You call them and you ask them, you talk with them, you say to them, you know what? I felt this is good for me. Is it make sense what I'm sharing? So, they say, okay, this makes good sense for me. I feel good about it. What does that mean? You are exalting yourself above the original design. So the first one is sickness. Second one is poverty. Third one is adultery, which is adultery in the flesh. And the fourth one is evil. And when we say evil, the opposite of evil, E. Stanley Jones, one of my favorite writers, he says, evil is the opposite of live. You know, L-I-V-E, you turn it around, the flip around, it's evil. And anything that is not the original design of God in our life doesn't allow us to live. So that is called evil. Evil is not just a Kali with a tongue up to her belly button throwing with ten hands. You know, we think evil, we, we have this religious mind, you know, evil man. You know, there's a movie now released Halloween, evil. You know, we kind of think evil is that. Evil, anything against the original design of God which makes us not to live is evil. That means we don't live. What we don't, when we don't live, there is no life. When there is no light, there is darkness. When there is darkness, we stumble, we grope. Is it clear? So, listen, this is where it gets really beautiful. God says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Can we say this? The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Okay, what is righteousness deals with? Righteousness deals with the sin issue, the evil issue. So now you are set right before God. Amen. So 
the kingdom of god is righteousness peace and joy so righteousness deals with the sin issue okay what is peace the peace deals with the sickness issue because i know my redeemer lives he can get me through amen and then the joy deals with the poverty issue the poor issue sickness brings pain poverty makes people poor the people who are in idolatry people who are living in sin missing the mark god says the kingdom of god righteousness i'm dealing with you so that you are standing right before me okay you can never stand on yourself you try as much you can create as much altars nothing is going to set my blood wash it all second one sickness issue i'm giving you peace just believe that's what jesus says just believe amen and then poverty i will give you joy in such a way you will not be soaked up into this misery of this world how beautiful it is okay so now we mentioned these two scriptures okay acts 10:38 and the kingdom of god now with this mind drop backdrop let's enter the scripture this is a story what jesus was talking in the story that's in john it's not recorded in any other gospels synoptic gospels don't have it only john writes it and it's a kind of prophetic statement jesus makes that i will rise again you know and we don't need to go into theological i'm not here to give you any theological interpretation but just some few principles we can draw out so maybe we can just skim few verses and see you know in the village of bethany there was a man named lazarus and his sisters mary and martha mary was the one who would anoint jesus feet with costly perfume dry his feet with a long hair and one day lazarus became very sick to the point of death so sisters sent a message to jesus lord our brother lazarus the one you love is very sick please come verse 4 when he heard this this sickness will not end in death for lazarus but will bring glory to the father this will reveal the greatness of the son of god by what it takes place look at verse 5 and 6 now even though jesus loved circle this word even though jesus loved mary martha and lazarus he remained and i just did a little bit of research and i found out jesus was actually uh, he was in jerusalem they they kicked him out he miraculously slipped that's in the previous chapter and then he went to this jordan river where john was baptizing so bethany is close by so maybe a 10 miles it's it's a one day's walk it's not a very far distance but when he heard this the bible says he remained there for two more days and i want to take some time and focus here sometimes we have this entitlement spirit just because god loves us he needs to heal me right now he needs to come through right now he needs to do this this is called entitlement spirit and i i believe this very commonly people say i prayed why still god is silent i did this i fasted why still god is silent you know i i tell this always this there are two things privilege and pleasure the greatest privilege you and me have is to worship and love love god the greatest pleasure we have is loved by god amen 
And sometimes we have this sentence, kind of weird sentence, you know like, Hey Jesus, I told you said you love me, but you remained. How can you be silent? How can a good God? This is what the atheists are throwing, no? How can a good God can bring evil in this world? How can a good God can produce? You know, darkness exists, it's not because of darkness, it's because of lack of light. Amen? Because of lack of light, darkness exists. Sometimes we have this entitlement spirit and then it goes on, look at this verse. But teacher said to them, do you really want to, this is Thomas talking, do you really want to go back there? It's just a short time ago, people of Judea were going to stone you. That was happening in chapter 10. If you look at it, miraculously, he actually slipped through their hands. The Bible says miraculously slipped. And wherever there is a miracle, the word, the Greek word used is divine rescue. Divine rescue. So maybe Jesus slipped through their hand like a like a real fast way or maybe some people were like they could not see him something happened miracle that's why it's called miracle miracle means you cannot prove something transcendental but teacher they said to him do you really want to go back what he is responding look at this are there not 12 hours of daylight in every day you can go through that without the fear of stumbling he was talking about light you see again he was not impressed with the darkness See, religion makes you impressed with the darkness. Kingdom makes you aware of the light. So here, look at this, what he's saying. Are you not? You can go through the day without fear of stumbling when you walk with the one who gives light to the world. He's saying, when you are at the light, darkness has no influence. I'm going to make a statement. Write it down. More than in your notes, write it down in your heart. The light never fights with darkness. Amen? The light never fights with darkness. Somehow in the religious world we grew up, we are taught and raised in such a way, we are impressed by the darkness. But I want to challenge you. Come to this place of light. Look what God is saying. You can go through a day without the fear of stumbling when you walk with the one who gives light to the world. You will stumble when the light is not in you. He is not ignoring. See, kingdom mind does not ignore the problem. Kingdom mind doesn't give influence. Right of influence of the problem in your life. Amen? He doesn't ignore the problem. I'm not talking about you should live in denial. I'm saying it's true. Kingdom is true. The darkness is there. But it doesn't give the right to influence us. Amen? Because we are sons of the light. And then look what it's going. Then Jesus added, our last of friend has fallen asleep. I guess the disciples were dumb like, I don't want to say anyone, just like me I guess. You know, oh, he's fallen asleep means he will get better. Jesus was speaking about Lazarus' death. Look at this whole scenario, how it goes around. And then verse 14, is there? If you can turn it around, yeah. Then Jesus is like, hey, he's dead. Kaput. Katam ho gaya. That's it. Kapish. Finished. Done. Poiter. That's how they say in Tamil, no? Poisenter. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there because now you have another opportunity to see who I am and what you learn and to trust me. Come, let's go see him. Now, Thomas. Thomas. I love this guy. 
you know he was the one who brought the gospel to us yeah. and he has a very sarcastic way of talking he you know and he says look what he says let's go so we can die with him why read the context in chapter 10 what happened in chapter 10 they kicked him out they stoned him they abort because he started declaring that he is the son of god they you know so thomas because as he went far from bethlehem sorry jerusalem he was in jerusalem he was kicked out he miraculously escaped he went far it's near by the jordan river now he is going bethany and jerusalem is like 2.5 miles just very short so now he is on the way thomas that's why he says you know what hmm, let's go get we can all die with him it's a it's a pessimistic comment and i want to take a minute and dwell here sometimes we can sabotage the beautiful blessings of god by cursing with our own mouth ah vellur will never change i'm waiting for my green card ah vellur ah my town i have made a decision i will not curse the city bless the city amen bless the city you know maybe the most congested road is gandhi road right am i right the gandhi road the cmc road is the most congested road right even at 12 o'clock sometimes there is traffic right but it's it's hard if you drive especially a new car and you will be praying more because you don't want any scratches the spirit of intercession rises up in you it's it's normal but what i want to try to say this even though it's mess try to see the beauty of god in the city there was a woman who came 100 years ago that time there was no traffic lights nothing with the bullock cart came she actually was a tourist she came to see hang out with her daddy and saw one muslim lady die because the guy didn't allow her she went home studied started the first woman for medical college started here always enemy what he does when you are in the religious mind focused on the filth and the mess and the darkness kingdom says there is a ray of hope amen darkness focuses on death and despair and doubt three d's okay death despair and doubt kingdom focuses on hope joy and restoration look at this 100 years ago today most of you if i say who are all from cmc <laughs> look at your hand i was born there that's why i got famous i guess and <laughs> so you know it's crazy there everybody why and most of you from different culture what brings here this is the kingdom it always produces a sign of hope don't be impressed with the darkness don't be impressed with what is going on i used to be impressed with the darkness i am saying god whenever i get impressed with the darkness i say to my spirit god help me be aware the spirit of god who raised jesus from the dead resides in me help me be aware of that help me to be aware of that amen only one name amen 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 all right okay now when they arrived at bethany now the disciples are also freaking out because they saw what happened you know it's all happened in a few days time now it was 2 miles from jerusalem it's very clear jesus found that lazarus had already been in the tomb for 4 days because those days they didn't have electric 
cars or whatever. They didn't have Uber, Swiggy, order some pizza on the way, so go and heal him, you know. They didn't have any of those. They just have to walk all the way. You know, many friends of Martha and Mary had come from the region to console them over the loss of their brother. And this is a common thing even in the Indian culture. Most Eastern culture, they used to have professional mourners. Yes or no? You guys don't know? Anybody knows what I'm talking about? I grew up in Salem. Okay, in Salem, they will hire people. There will be two ladies coming. Uh, you have to give them quarter and koli biryani. And they will have it. And they will have their hairs down. And they will moan. They will get the names. And they will moan. They will professionally moan. They will beat their chest. Anybody has seen what? Yes? Yes, okay. They are professional mourners. They will give a microphone. They will moan the whole day. These are called professional mourners. Kingdom. Listen, listen, again. There is a fight going on between a religion and the kingdom. Religion always tells you what you have lost. It never tells you what you have. Here, kingdom. What God is saying. Look at this. Professional mourners are there to console them. The loss of their brother. When Martha heard Jesus was approaching the village, she went out to meet him. And Mary stayed in the house. Look at this beautiful words. She went out. There is a physical transfer of body moving from the place of religion where it says what I have lost to find a person to give me perspective what I already have. It's very easy to dwell. That's why when you are depressed, you need to find somebody who is not on the same boat Someone who's got life and plug there. If you call another depressed person, they will say, let's have one bucket of hot chocolate, ice cream. You gain five more pounds, I gave my five more pounds. You know, depression adds depression. That's why you got to get out. Look at what he's saying. She left the crowd and she went to find Jesus because she knows in Jesus there is life. Let's keep going. Verse 21. Martha said to Jesus, there is a good conversation going on. You know, if only you had been sooner, my brother wouldn't be half dead. And then your brother will rise again. She didn't know this whole thing she's talking about, you know. Remember where she comes from. She came from a religious background. So, religious background always, when you don't make sense, it will make it for the future. I don't know. You know, we say in Tamil, Tamil, it's written there, brother. We don't say that, we Christians. We say, will of God, brother. Will of God. My son writing the 10th standard for the 10th time, will of God, brother. It's not the will of God. It's just, he's being stupid. He just doesn't want to add value to himself. Couple of smacking will get the job done. Amen. Come on. We live in a culture, we can't even spank the kids. I'm an old school guy. It works, I tell you. It worked for me. Hello, you're listening. Alright, so look at this verse, verse 25. You don't have to wait until then. Jesus said to him, I am the resurrection. That means I have the power to bring you to life. And I am the eternal, anyone who clings to have faith. He makes all this beautiful statement. And look what Martha says. Martha, yes Lord, I do. I have always believed you are the anointed one, the son of God. You see, the greatest distance anyone this is I'm quoting from Dr. Zacharias is he said the greatest distance any person can travel is from here to here why because we know it here look what Martha is saying she's quoting yeah you are the anointed one 
the son of god who has come into this world for us she quotes but it's not here sometimes we are very pretend christians but we are not practicing christians i want to challenge all of us let's stop pretending let's it's it's not the you know sometimes the cars are saved the people who are driving the cars are not saved the car has got the fish sign jesus never fails my presence shall go before all the old king james version the thou all those you get out that guy talks in tongues that's not the holy tongues so whenever i see the car with a christian car i pray god let the people also will be christian like the car amen because you can have the christian car car is saved most of the time car is saved but not the christians she makes a very good statement but there is no connection in the heart jesus is interested to go deeper into the heart look what is going on so when mary heard this she quickly also went off to find him when jesus was lingering outside the village look what jesus he's so cool he's not he chose not to partner with the accuser he's standing where he is he doesn't fight with the darkness he doesn't say darkness i'm going to push you no he's just cool chilling off look at what he said he was there in the same spot now when jesus friends were comforting her noticed how quickly she ran out of the house boom look at verse 33 when jesus looked at mary and saw her weeping at his feet all friends who were with her grieving he shuddered the word there says he shuddered with emotion which means his heart was broken in compassion and he was deeply moved in the tenderness and compassion see compassion can only come when you have intimate relationship with jesus the other two emotions are there i've said this before sympathy and empathy sympathy is when you say oh shame what to do india no that to tamil nadu no what to do sympathy there is another one called empathy oh we should do something that's a level one level higher than that we'll do try to do something how much you have 10 rupees oh, okay all the 10 rupees gather buy him one vada pav okay that's empathy there is another level is called compassion what is it compassion i will take everything that belongs to me rescue this person from this misery and i believe the reason why we don't have that is because we are not connected plugged in now i want to challenge you to say if you are having no compassion be honest with yourself go to the holy spirit say i want to be plugged in i want to feel what you feel lord when you think about india what breaks your heart you know it's so easy to demonize it criticize bring elevate the darkness look at darkness you know there some christians are so darkness oriented there is no light you know if the little bit window shakes spirit is moving brother it's not spirit is moving there is no latch you don't have a latch on the window that's why it's moving hello there is a lemon in the front of me take it make a juice out of it you know somebody put lemon brother you know so devil conscious and zero kingdom conscious look what is happening here is beautiful shuddered with compassion he said to them where did you bury him and the story goes better then the tears streamed down jesus face you know that's the longest scripture here in passion but in the old king james it says jesus wept when i grew up my dad used to say you can never have your coffee without memorizing a scripture so the first scripture i memorized is what 
Jesus wept. My dad didn't weep. I wept afterwards. <laughs> look what is it's so amazing. You know, look, seeing Jesus weep caused many of the mourners to say, look how much he loved. This is what religion does. Religion always accepts the situation but it never gives the influence of the light to bring them out of the situation there is a two kinds of gospel poverty gospel kingdom gospel poverty gospel says it's okay this is who you are jesus is coming soon anyway your misery all will be gone kingdom gospel says i am here to bring life life in abundance amen it's a constant struggle between these two and we have those mixture inside the church okay look gen jesus with intense emotions came to the tomb cave and stone placed over this entrance jesus told them roll away the stone then martha said lord it is going to stink it's been 4 days then they rolled then makes this beautiful prayer father i thank you that you have heard my prayer we have no clue what prayer he did before but he is thanking and he says you listen to every word i speak now so that these who stand here with me will believe that you have sent me to the earth as your messenger i will use the power you have given me then with a loud voice jesus said lazarus come out of the tomb and the verse 44 is the key verse we're going to focus next 5 minutes in the front of everyone Lazarus who had died for 4 days earlier slowly hobbled out amen he still had grave clothes tightly wrapped around his hands and feet covering his face jesus said to them unwrap him and let him loose you know the the story was very impressive but the more i keep on reading this scripture really made so much sense in my heart you know it's beautiful jesus rose him from the dead it's so beautiful imagine people scared lazarus i'm going to kill you lazarus would be like oh really <laughs> i know the one who's going to bring me to life it's interesting all those things but there is something jesus did not do he though he raised him from the dead he could have just do like spider man do something you know take out all the clothes all the ra- wrappings around or he would have done receive boom you know everything he could have done he's god almighty right but he didn't do that he said to those who are around him unwrap him so that he may go that's why i wrote down five principles here and with that we will finish i'm going to quickly say i made the first one already made a statement the church is not a place you go to church is not a building church is not an event that you attend it is a spiritual family you belong that means you and me need people to unwrap our stuff that means sometimes we need to be vulnerable and say hey i'm struggling hey this thought life is messy i need help can you help me accountability means you give account according to your ability you be respond responsible respond according to your ability you find people that you can connect that's why i always say you need always someone like three people in your life someone who is below you so you can pour into your life someone with you so you can share someone above you so you need a mentor 
you need a role model and you need a friend and you need a disciple you need a role model so you look at the person you walk you need a mentor so you can connect with them you need a friend you can share and you need a disciple you can pour into but many christians just live solo just themselves just alone and that's the reason we don't have so much fruit because we are so depressed inside and we go and share the world and i believe this is going to change in bellur through you guys amen because people going to rub you and they going to smell jesus amen they are not going to smell religion when they talk to you when you open your mouth you going to open not religious word you going to open the king of glory amen number 2 jesus calls us to an intimate life more than just experiencing miracles see the story it's not about jesus raising him from the dead it's to come into realization that jesus who raised was raised from the dead lives in me see it's easy to follow a miracle than to have a relationship with a miracle worker do you know that it's easy it's easy see that's why if you want to follow miracles just type youtube miracles of this 21st century prophets so many of them one guy turns the water into wine all of this you know all those fabulous you have a million hit on those it's easy to have a virtual that's why i always say you know virtual thing is good but you need physical touch you need the body amen and that's why it's intimate relationship is a connection where you connect you share you share you you open your mouth you you ask people for help you know there is a place where you belong number 3 this is beautiful jesus never abused his power but used it to bring closer to the father you see what he he used he could have he brought him out right he could have made some power have you seen the old x men the x men have you seen the movie x men there's a guy called magneto he raises anything that is magnet he raises it up guys have you ever seen x men yes you look like so holy to me that's why it's like okay he lifts up the entire thing magneto you could have raised it no you could have raised lazarus up like this all the way from the tomb jump him up toss it up in the sky you know i have a weird crazy imaginary and then drop him down you know with the mud give him a mud bath give him you know to the world no he didn't do anything he said to him unwrap him so what is the miracles of jesus tells miracles of jesus is never to prove that means when god uses you it's not for you to put your title in the front right reverend apostle left reverend no it's to share glory to the father i have no titles charles that's it amen the greatest title i have is i'm a child of god amen that's it i'm loved by him i'm deeply loved greatly blessed highly favored that's who you are that's who i am out of that comes everything amen i used to believe you have to be a right man of god you have to do this no 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 i don't believe those junk anymore i am a child of god the better child i am the better minister i can be to you the better child i am the better husband i can to be my wife the better child i am better father i can to be my two beautiful kids the better child i am the better pastor i can be to the church but these positions are not going to define me amen what defines is my deep intimate connection with the lord amen get this in your system jesus never abused his power but used it to bring closer to the father amen he didn't the bible never records other dead bodies he raised he could have raised no everybody he could have he could have done many things 
you know he was not a magician sometimes we think jesus is a magician he is not to bring any illusion he is here to introduce us to the father that's why the trinity of god works together father created son redeemed holy spirit dwells in us amen fourth one our greatest ministry comes from our deepest compassion of god towards a people group or situation we can do ministry without the love of jesus just empathy and sympathy won't cut it out so our greatest ministry comes look at this verse says with a deep compassion in verse 38 jesus with intense emotions came to the tomb i tell you you can never see a breakthrough in your ministry if you don't love the people the way jesus loves i tell you i started falling in love with velur very recently you know i used to this place we came in 2010 but i used this place just for residence just to go around travel the world you know just just recently 2 years ago the lord started saying put your feet down love this city you know by 2020 we are starting this love velur we even have this all the money came in for the maruti love velur homeless feeding so very soon we're going to have a food truck going around imagine the food truck painted with the love velur velurians are loving hospitable and kind that's not the reality right now if you drive in velur green circle yes yes or no you look like you don't drive here huh yes but that's the reality so we're going to speak that out kingdom religion gives you only problem kingdom give you solution to the problem so this is what is going to be on the van velurians are loving hospitable and generous amen velur is clean green and beautiful right now no every man is watering the garden everywhere that's going to stop papa's house we made a decision right all the men <laughs> no condemnation <laughs> anyway so this is the thing i wrote down here the greatest ministry comes from our deepest compassion of god towards the people group or ministry and last but not the least this is the fifth one we are called to live a life of interdependence never alone never never and this is a sad part in people i have noticed you know they just come to a church they say okay sunday i have to go to church otherwise the pastor is going to sms me or call me or other people going to think oh you didn't go to church you say you are a christian no i want to challenge you church is not just you come and hang out and go you find church outside the building actually amen the real christian life is not happens on sunday it's outside sunday you need to connect interdependence you need to call someone you need to say hey i need help in this i have appreciate so many people call us and say can i come home for prayer you know that shows not their sign of weakness that shows they are refusing to partner with a liar amen that shows that they don't want to sit with the despair doubt and unbelief they want to move towards joy and happiness in the kingdom amen let's think about this five things i'll repeat this again let this sink in your system the church is not a place you go to or a event you attend to it is a spiritual family you belong jesus calls us to an intimate life more than just experiencing miracles jesus never abused his power but used it to bring closer to the father our greatest ministry comes from our deepest compassion of god 
towards the people or a group or a situation. Number five, we are called to live a lifestyle of interdependence.